Hi, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. This is a podcast all about picking the brain of every songwriter that you know. So grab a glass of wine and join us. My name is Megan Ellsworth. My co-host is Caroline Stump. This is the Songwriter Diaries. We're all depressed, so let's write a song about it. Hello, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. Uh, thanks for coming on. This is Dave McGraw and Mandy Fur of Sway Wild. Yay! (laughs) Um, To start, yes, you're welcome. Um, Thanks for coming on. Um, To start, why don't you just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit bit about um, you guys. Um, Yes, you've already said our names, David McGraw, Mandy Fair. We are, um, so we're on San Juan Island in Washington State, where it's currently showing its true colors of rain in the fall. So if you hear that in the recording, we're sorry. Um, but yeah, the Dave and I met in Arizona, in Flagstaff, Arizona, about 10 and a half years ago um, and started playing music together when we first met um, and started touring very quickly after we got together and created how many albums have we done together four five we've done four albums three Mm -hmm. albums under the name dave mcgraw mandy fair and one album under the new band name sway wild yeah and we had previous solo works as well yeah so we i don't know i think we had kind of just a a similar vibe that we were going for with music and kind of just dove in and Dave was already playing with a full band um, called Dame McGraw and Crow Wing. Um, and they kind of at the last minute needed a uh, lead guitar player to jump in the van with them and tour across country from Arizona to New York City and back. And I'd never been on tour and I was 23 and I was like, yes, please, can I come? Um, and it worked out. And since then, it's just been uh wheels to the ground going 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 uh up until 2020 so now we're (laughs) close to the driveway and looking inward and looking around and seeing seeing how we can reframe um our creative aspirations together yeah Yeah. nice how did you two meet um flagstaff arizona is a fairly small town and good music scene but uh, small town mm-hmm. so we love each other from seeing each other play at shows and um i'd seen mandy play around town and just loved what she was doing and uh finally had the courage to reach out and ask her if she'd sing with me mm-hmm. and she said yes and yeah that was 10 years ago in june wow and the oh, first show we did uh that he asked me to play with him was opening for um band called Poe Girl, who is now Birds of Chicago. Um, so they've kind of became big brother, big sister to us. They were there like when we first started and then they've kind of been with us along the way. Um, but yeah, it was a really exciting night and kind of just felt felt the potential. And yeah. Just said That's yes. That's awesome. Yeah. When was um, Sway Wild born and why? Like what made you guys go from just the duo to the trio? Hmm, yeah. That's it's kind of a tricky question. Um, we had been playing, even though we went as Dave and Mandy, we, we'd often played as a trio or four-piece. Um, but I guess maybe it's almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
just having our names didn't fully represent what we were sounding like on stage. Um, and cause I think, I think we were kind of going towards a bigger, more rock sound, um, gradually over time from kind of more of the intimate folky stuff. And, um, yeah, I think when people just heard names, they, they expected just strictly folk music and we were doing a lot more than that. And so it seemed like kind of a natural time to make a band name. Mm -hmm. And regardless if it's just the two of us or a four or five piece or yeah. so. And we took some time off the road before that too and kind of like reassessed. Um, we did a big sailing trip with Tom up in he was living on a boat and we went up and then um, up north of here for, Dave went for two months, I went for one. So the guys had a month alone. Then I took a bus up to North Vancouver Island and jumped on the boat. And um, yeah, I think that boat trip and the time away from Dave McGraw and Mandy Fair on the road just gave us some perspective. And we were like, let's, let's rock out more. And um, so we started doing that and Dave jumped back to his native instrument from when he was in high school of playing the drums versus just leading uh, songs on the guitar. And we were, so we were just kind of making more raucous sounds in our living room. And I think it allowed Mandy to get in touch with her jam band roots. <laughs> yeah. Kind of just I like love that. Really lean in and get yeah. a little bit louder. Yeah. Um, it's a little more playful for us as well, because my, my guitar abilities are pretty limited. My focus has been on like lyrics and presentation. I haven't learned much on guitar over the years. So to be able to keep up with her um, playing drums was was an awesome change because we were able to kind of have more more improv together and more um, more experimentation, I guess. Yeah, like a, an extended conversation in a way. We were able to kind of grow our vocabulary more, um, which was fun. That's awesome. I am curious, just personally, what inspired the name Sway Wild? Because it's one of the best band names I've ever heard. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so I was just curious, like, what made you come up with that band name? How long did you think about it? That's a great question. Thank you. And I, and I so appreciate that you like it. It's okay if you don't. Um, <laughs> Sway Wild. It was, man, I don't know how people name children. Uh, <laughs> oh, are we going to do this? And, and I think, uh, yeah, it was just, um, I think we had lists upon lists of words um, of like, how are we going to uh, kind of create a vibe that isn't, you know, if we, we were kind of, the intention was step a little bit away from more of like the folk box or like if we put the word wild in there, but really the word wild, we weren't trying to be like wild, crazy, wild. Um, I think the canned version of the answer used to be, it's been a while since I've answered this question. We haven't seen people in like six months. <laughs> You're <so. right>. people. <laughs> no, we've, uh, we've seen people on Zoom. Uh, uh, what am I saying? So we were saying it was like a, a return to our wildest place, like to our origins, to the essence of, of what we were hoping to create artistically. Um, and the word like sway was just just had this kind of movement that we really liked. And Dave, I think Dave picked the sway word. You get credit for that. Maybe he gets credit for both. But uh, <laughs> I think the word wild and all of it, 
all it means more of like your own wilderness versus like wild and crazy um and the two words together kind of sounded like a command to people too which we thought was fun um and not like command but more like offering um <laughs> like here why don't you why don't you try swaying wild and see <laughs> yeah we yes. just obnoxious thing when we first started I didn't think it was obnoxious it was fun where we first started changing our band name where we were taking videos on stage of people saying our band names so we'd be like all right we need people to market our name for us so we'd be standing on stage and I'd be videoing and count off one two three and everybody goes sway wild and trying to get people to get our band name on their tongue and um it's really just trying to boost our self-esteem <laughs> Uh, yeah what a move Uh, yeah long answer could have been shorter thanks no I love it even more now that's awesome yeah me too I love that um do you guys so with the band dynamic do you co-write often do you bring songs kind of fully finished to the trio um what's your co-writing process look like it's our songwriting process constantly changing and um i think being that mandy and i are also in a personal partnership as well as work and artistic partnership um it's both extra magical and extra challenging um i can imagine (laughs) yeah yeah and because I think because we spend so much time together and do everything together, our songwriting, the the source of our songwriting usually is fairly independent. We kind of start the seeds on mm-hmm. our own independently and then bring them to one another. And when I say challenging, it's because obviously because songwriting is such a vulnerable thing and we may have different processes as we go about it and um i yeah the challenge is 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 always giving each other the benefit of the doubt and there's an extreme amount of trust that goes into it and for example when she brings a song to me sometimes i can be kind of a chopping block like just like wanting to like be really efficient and like (sighs) not you know beat around the bush just like get to the best place that we can and in that process like yeah there's a lot of learning about one another (laughs) um, yeah thanks chopping block um there's a lot wow uh i think there's a lot of learning of when to share too like if i'm in a place where i'm like i'm feeling super vulnerable right now and i don't feel really confident so i'm not going to share it today um or like i'm in a really good mood i'm ready to like take it no matter what um and 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 by take it no matter what i feel like we're creating a picture of dave that's pretty awful for the people that don't know him um <laughs> but yeah, what dave, you you're such a soft gentle soul <laughs> like when you said shopping block i was like what <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but that being said what's cool about the trust we've created is i i know 100 with all my heart if i bring a song to him if i bring a seed to him if he is like you know i think you can do better that he will say that he won't just be like mm-hmm. wow this is really great and like try and you know get behind something where he knows that i've just been cutting corners or being kind of lazy and vice versa same thing when he brings me a seed um and it's hard it's hard when you're love brings you something that they've created and you're like "Mm, 
I don't like it that much. Like, <laughs> that's years and years and years of figuring out each other's triggers, trying not to, trying not to trigger the hell out of them by um, saying certain things that hurt their feelings, but also just understanding that the person's honesty is from a true place of compassion. And um, I'd say most of the time we come up with a seed, bring the seed to each other. And then, you know, um, him or I will put some water on it and then they kind of re maybe repot it. And um, yeah, it's, it's seldom that I've written a whole song and bring it to Dave and say, here's this whole thing. Um, but I often will bring him something very, very fresh and new. I think he's more of the like, here's the whole thing, take this, listen to it. Um, I'm usually like way too excited to share and I can't wait till <laughs> it's done. Um, and Mandy's crazy prolific. Mm, like, um, yeah, new songs just flow out of her with a quick rate, so. Not always, but sometimes it's, yeah. sometimes it flows. Um, co-writing is hard, but I also think that we didn't grow up in Sisters Oregon in like a program that really fostered <laughs> openness. That's like, I'm like, I wonder, I'm so curious what your answer to this question is. If you're like, I co-write in my sleep with my friends and that's totally easy. Well, it's interesting because I feel like um, Caroline is a very prolific co-writer, I would say. I... <laughs> You like, are. I don't think so, but okay. I think you are. But I feel very, very vulnerable when I co-write. Even yeah. though I did grow up in Sister Oregon with music and all those things galore. Um, so, yeah, I feel very vulnerable, almost to a fault sometimes, mm. with songwriting. So I think co-writing is um, sometimes especially difficult. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I, I get I, I liked, I loved your answer when you said, um, finding the time to share a seed Definitely. or a song, or like, mm. you know, a song fetus. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Caroline, the song fetus, you know, no, I definitely agree with that. I think there have been so many times when I've gone to share a song that I have just written and it's deep from within my soul and I mm -hmm. play it and it's the reaction's just not what I want. Yeah. Like, yes. I expect you to be sobbing and you're not <laughs> sobbing. What is, what's going on? I don't I'm understand. sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I just poured my soul out to you. Um, but I am, I don't think I'm great at co-writing. I just don't have a lot of practice at it. Um, mm. I've co-written with friends, which I think is also different because that's true. I can be more blunt. Like Megan and I have co-written a lot together. And if one of us says a line, we're just like, that's shit, you know? Yeah. And it's very easy <laughs> to be straightforward with each other because we have a good relationship with each other. And yeah. also the songs we're writing are not, we're writing them solely together. It's not our personal thoughts and mm -hmm. like bringing them to the table that can get smashed down on the chopping block, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's different being in Nashville because everyone here co-writes. It's a co-writing town. And I haven't been going and co-writing with anyone. One, because pandemic. Two, because I'm terrified. And I am like, I don't know how this culture works at all. Like, do yeah. I come with an idea? So I've talked to some friends about it. And I think they're going to start helping me dip my toes into the co-writing community, as they say. But I'm like, but everyone here, it's just second nature to them that they, and people rarely write alone is the other thing that I find interesting because I can't imagine not ever writing alone. 
Like mm-hmm. that's my safe space to my diary, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, co-writing is a tricky concept. It oh. is. I'd be so interested to catch up with you in a year, Caroline. Be like, so how is it? Like, I feel like it's this whole like river that you know, if we're not, if you're not in it, it's just like flowing past. You're like people co-writing, people co-writing. It's like this faraway thing. Um, But then once you're in it, I feel like it would just carry you in a really cool way. Yeah, I'm sure I would grow a lot as a songwriter from it. That's what I've heard from a lot of people um, Mm -hmm. here. But we'll see. In a year, maybe I'll tell you I'm still scared and haven't done it yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been together for 10 years and like every, all of our songs go through one another, but we've done a lot less actual co-writing than you think. Mm-hmm. So, and I think like if and when we can reach that point and like truly dive into real co-writing, I think like we'll really start to explore our full potential um, mm. as artistic partners. And I think like 10 years in, we're just scratching the surface. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. now's the time. It's you're, it's you're, lo- <laughs> you're locked up right now. Now's the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> That's also like really promising to hear too, that 10 years in, you're just starting to scratch the surface. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's, you have all your life, which can be up to a hundred years. So <laughs> but yeah, we all have time. It's nice to have that reminder. Mm-hmm. Totally. I wonder how much of it is ego for, for oh, us. Oh, yeah. You no, know? like how much of it is like, this is mine. Like, the, and like, I wonder if we're able to like let go of ego, how much more we would. Yeah, man, yeah. I've been having that thought so much lately, just wanting to eliminate my ego altogether. Because <laughs> I think it causes more problems than it solves a lot of the time. But mm-hmm. who's to say? Yeah, yeah finding that, like, the the strength in that vulnerability, just like really leaning into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. We as humans are just such egotistical people by nature, you know, like the world revolves around us. We are the star of our own story. Most of the time it takes a lot to fight that and be like, Oh, that person, oh, there's a word. I'm not going to be able to think of it, but there's a word that means realizing that everyone else in the world that you see has an equally like complicated complex life that they are living um and Mm -hmm. just realizing that it's not you only you in the world that is feeling these complex feelings and having these complex thoughts it's every single person that you see is going through life um I want to know that word. We'll Google it after this episode and we'll pop <laughs> yeah. it in. Yes. <laughs> that word might be 2020. I don't know. <laughs> 2020 yeah. is just full of philosophical realizations yeah. and pain. Yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. Caroline, do you want to ask this one? Oh, sorry. I was Googling. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was, oh, we were going to do it after. Sorry. I just, when I get my mind on something, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to forget about that. Yes. Next question. <laughs> Goodness. Um, what has been the most challenging, challenging experience from touring? Um, like you said before, 2020 hit, you all had been touring a lot across the country, everywhere. Um, what is the most challenging experience you've had so far from that? Hmm. Thanks for this 
question. Yeah. We were, we started, we peaked at the questions. Um, uh, go ahead on this one. I'll piggyback on you. Um, I think overall, like the most challenging part of touring in general for us has been just struggling with personal anxieties. Um, whether it be on stage or off stage and really through that struggle with anxiety, um, if it say it's stage fright, for example, um, just learning how to trust in yourself amidst like sometimes paralyzing fear, like night after night, um, we, we both have anxiety and it manifests in different ways. Um, I think for me, I feel it like all day long leading up to a show, especially if it's a slightly different type of show or a big important show or high profile show. Um, and then usually once I step on stage within a couple of minutes, I feel good and free and um, pretty centered, not all the time. But um, I think for Mandy, she doesn't really experience the anxiety during the day leading up, but once she gets on stage, it'll hit her. And so we kind of carry each other through that a little bit. Um, and even, even saying that when you have stage anxiety and it feels like you're gonna pass out singing a line or like you're forgetting the next verse and you're milliseconds away from having to deliver that line, you just like kind of learn this inner dialogue mm. or that I, I sort of have and I'm constantly working on it is like, it's going the, the line is going to come like just trusting your own knowing. Um, yeah. And learning how to breathe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we signed a contract when we started playing together where it was like, okay, you're going to manifest your anxiety throughout the day. And when I get on stage, I'm going to manifest my anxiety. So <laughs> we have this contract going. Uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> over the years, like some, some tours we go on, we're like, I'm just, I'm going to have less anxiety this tour. We kind of rate it scale one to 10. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, he's, he, what he said is true. Um, yeah. And the word, most challenging like i just i want to own to that like speaking as a cis white woman um the challenges have been of privilege for and of both both of us as white people were very privileged um and being able to travel the world together and go chase our dream and have opportunities to walk into venues and mostly feel safe and um i think that some of the bigger challenges amidst that um, have been probably on top of anxiety has just been like when we're sick and on the road has been hard. Um, like if Dave loses his voice or we both have a nasty cold and we're like, got to cancel the show that we worked three months to book. And, um, just knowing in our hearts that we're like, Oh, these people are going to show up and we're like, no. And, um, just feeling, um, the challenge of trying to maintain when your body's like, Nope, time to go home when you still have a month on the road. Um, and uh, yeah, this this last autumn we went through some loss and of some family and friends when we were touring in Europe, and it was really tough um, to get some intense news while we were across the across the ocean and couldn't be with our loved ones. And at that same moment, feeling that loss and having to get on stage like minutes after 
was just also kind of affirmation of the healing power of music and community. Um, yeah, I'm talking about it right now. It's like, well, we don't have that anymore. I'm getting a little like teary eyed. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I think the yeah the music is the medicine, and it's 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 the it's the source of all the things we're we're reaching for. And um, yeah, and I, I think in sharing in that community in a in that way on stage. Um, has been really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Thanks for making me feel my emotions. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> the first time I've, we've done that together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> we always leave feeling all of the emotions. All yeah. The time. yeah. <laughs> yes. Do it thank right. you so yeah. much. It's beautiful too, to hear, um, just both of your paths um, and experiences with anxiety on the road. And as um, creative people, we, we love to talk about mental health here on the mm-hmm. Songwriter Diaries. So it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to hear and um, uh, what's the word? Not collaborate, that's not it, but uh, the- Commiserate? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Commiserate? Yes on that as well so thank you for sharing yeah I like I like trying to kind of normalize all the human feelings that we go through right um mm-hmm. yeah I remember a girl singing in a church and band we played this house concert she had a song I think called anxiety once mm. that's you oh that's me I have a song named in <laughs> I should look up this girl Megan. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so kind of actually, this kind of goes hand in hand. This next question kind of goes hand in hand with mental health. Maybe who's to say, um, where do you guys pull inspiration from for your songwriting? I'll go first on this one. Um, I think I was going to say like where everybody pulls their inspiration from. I feel like from personal experiences, um, like for like, well, we had this really cool, crazy experience or we had this really hard experience. I feel like drawing, drawing from a felt experience for me and also trying to process things that I can't figure out is kind of um, like, whether it's like a super hard emotion or a super hard time. Um, I feel like songs kind of helped me to really like breathe in that moment in a way that just sitting and thinking would never, um, allow. Um, so it kind of just like undresses the layers of, of my understanding of a concept or, uh, an emotion and, um, get a lot of inspiration, like instant inspiration from being out in nature, um, try to do the vast majority of my writing um outside in in like the forest and stuff here walking around and scatting away in my little voice memo app on my phone I used to do the writing on paper thing and now it's more of like a blue 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 coming up with stuff <laughs> well I'd be embarrassed if my phone was found when it was lost. Oh, oh yeah oh me too for sure <laughs> yeah the voice memos right oh, gosh it's uh, so tragic 
<laughs> have any idea what we're talking about because he has a flip phone. So I'll hand it over to Dave with his flip phone. Song. Oh, you have a I flip phone? That you have a flip phone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Show it, it off. Yes. Fairly <laughs> new. Um, I had to get a new flip phone to go into Canada a few years ago because my old flip phone wouldn't work outside of the country. So. Oh. Um, inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's, it's a similar answer to Mandy's. I, I worked as, my background is like in environmental education and wildlife biology. Um, so I kind of studied in school like how to be a naturalist and then ended up kind of sort of being a wildlife biologist um and i'm fairly introverted by nature so i think um i think just honing my skills as an observer hmm. um and a sponge so like taking in sensory experiences um so like mandy a lot of my inspiration comes from uh the natural world and kind of examining our relationship with it and also bringing in the stories and narratives on like how we as humans are connected to the natural world as opposed to separate from it. Um, it doesn't mean that all my songs are about birds, <laughs> but bringing, bringing that into the language um, is a big part of what, what I try to do, I think. And also, you know, reading books, conversations with friends, um, taking in and digesting the news. Yeah, that's a big one. Just trying to find, um, yeah, songs are just like a way to hold on to and, and like Mandy said, process all of it. Um, because it's so, the human experience is just so overwhelming and disorienting and beautiful and sad and um yeah i don't know if that answers the question what was the question <laughs> <laughs> inspiration where do you pull yeah yeah, from? yeah. So you totally answered it right mm. <laughs> um we have one last question for you this is the hard hitter the hard hitting question mm, mm. <laughs> why do you write songs hmm Oh, my gut reaction is uh, write songs in hopes to create positive change in the world. Um, yeah, I think what a gift it is to be able to kind of create something that is everlasting and will be here longer than we will. And, um, yeah, I think writing songs to kind of serenade times that can be really hard, like especially right now. Um, it's like, how do you write a song about the news right now? Dear me, you need to really take a lot of deep breaths and uh, yeah, put on a life vest before you try and write a song about right now. But uh, <laughs> I just think about like how I sometimes forget why, like if I'm just trying to create songs myself and I'm not listening to enough music, and then I put a good song on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why. Because, like, it literally is is one of the most healing things for me personally is, like, to ingest music and to kind of reset my um, my atoms in my body. But, um, yeah, it also feels like a 
selfish endeavor too at times like writing songs to just be like i'm just gonna go in and it's almost like a artistic therapy of sorts um for me i feel there's so much to be said um and there's so many different people saying things right now and there's so many voices that need to be heard so it feels like yeah it feels a little overwhelming sometimes but which what you got on that why do you write songs? yeah yeah i think um it's kind of a reach for presence like life just moves so fast and like i was just saying it's like um can be so overwhelming um it's just trying to hold on and trying to trying to capture what's going on and in capturing that presence i feel like there's some level of deeper wellness and health that can come from like slowing down and and grabbing hold of it and um and that also like for me heightens sense of gratitude mm. i guess mm -hmm. which is um where i try to bring everything from a place of um yeah i can't imagine like i guess sometimes i'll go a couple of years without really doing much writing at all um but uh much happier when i am finding those creative places so centering i guess yeah I was going to say like, cause it's fun, but it's like <laughs> not always fun. You know, no. writing process is brutal, especially if you're co-writing and um, yeah, especially if you just hit a wall, like, but there's that, I feel like um, there has to be some sort of like, you go into songwriting, you go into being a artist or a musician as a career. And I was talking about this with Dave before we got on the call, like just with the word challenging in mind, like, I think when you, when I first started music, I was like, it's fun. That's why I'm doing it. Like as a kid, like I'm going to be in the band in high school and it's going to be super fun and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then I started to realize like, this is challenging as shit at the same time, <laughs> like all the things that are up against you. But I think, um, there has to be some sort of determination that you have in mind and an expectation that's lowered for yourself and for others. So you're not just like constantly being like, Oh, it's not good enough or, Oh, it's not perfect. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's very it's redeeming to tie up a song. I feel like it's like a really exciting thing when you realize, like, cool, the song is done. I'm gonna let it go. But sometimes, yeah, yeah the road to get it done is real tough. And that um, makes that makes me think like like no two people are the same. So like yeah. nobody can do you as well as you can do you. So <laughs> it, your song is. I know we try to compare ourselves to everyone else, but like. Like no one's gonna get us right, you know, except for ourselves. And yeah. and that, the songs are our own unique individual stamp. And um, that's empowering, I think, when when we can be overcome by, like when we're when we're afraid, you know. I think, um, yeah. Yeah, and they're meant to be shared. You know, like if we just wrote for ourselves and we and we were actually holed up like we are right now, and it was like we're never going to share this with anybody. That's totally cool too. Like, but I think our intention in writing songs is to share and to have it land in people's hearts um, if it can. Yeah, I love those answers. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. 
I have a bonus follow-up question. Sorry, Megan. Yeah. I'm improving. Yeah. Um, well, do you have any recommendations? Again, this is a selfish question because I'm curious. For people during this time, during COVID, during the whole 2020 shitstorm that we are living in, <laughs> how to find creativity and like that joy in music again? Mm. Mm. I'm like, are they going to see our faces on this podcast? We're both just like, uh. <laughs> no. No, no, they will not. Just no. us. Yeah, so you get to see our dull faces. Yes. Like, oh. <laughs> um, your question was, what I heard you say was how how people will find creativity in this time. How, how to bring fun. How to bring fun. That's it, yeah. Was that it? Just yeah. creativity, joy, okay. happiness, and... Mm into the music process during this time. Mm. Dave? Uh, well, that's funny. I was... they, can, they can edit this. They yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's magic. This is a good schedule. I'm more like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're still trying to find that. I think uh, I, I was doing some honing in on what is actually a week ago we were having a conversation like do we have enough fun what is fun do we have enough fun and um i think with creativity for me over pandemic little things that i've done that i've been like whoa i didn't know that this would be so fun is doing some dancing um and doing some painting like things that were outside of my normal mold of uh just doing my geeky guitar scales on my strat and doing doing the stuff and noticing like how to get back to my kind of kid spirit um and the dancing is very seldom but every time I do it I'm like this is so fun and I'm so bad at it and it's really (laughs) cool to just kind of push myself but I think uh yeah the word fun Mm. I don't I don't know if we have a grip on that yet um, We're trying to play more funky music, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kind of like jazzy, funky stuff. Um, I, in the beginning of pandemic, was starting to get into learning more jazz guitar stuff, which I've always wanted to do, but always use the excuse of whenever home, I don't have the time. And now it's all, we got time, I'm home. <laughs> um, so I've been implementing some of that, but Yeah. I'm curious if you have answers for this question too, or if you were asking because you were hoping for <laughs> I, I mean, a little bit of both. I like the answer of kind of stepping out of your normal realm of creativity and trying something else um, to get creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Megan, do you have any advice? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, I like that too. Just, I think a lot of people during this time have been doing painting and I've been doing a lot of coloring, a lot of watercolor. Um, yeah. Uh, and I've also been playing a lot of bass, which has been fun kind of going back to my high school roots. So, um, I've been doing a lot of that, which has been cool and kind of um, igniting the musical um, tingly senses without being doing songwriting. So 
kind of taking a step back from that, which, you know, could be helping or hurting who's to say, but, um, yeah, that's, I like that. I like the, the idea of kind of stepping out of, um, something that you do all the time to kind mm-hmm. of refresh that mm-hmm. thing that you do all the time. So yeah, that's, cool. I think that's kind of the sense that we're all speaking on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like it allows you, it allows you to kind of build a confidence or be like, Oh wow, I did this thing that I'm not like a person that normally does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, that's cool. You're diving back into the base. The base. Yep. <laughs> Um, Is that your bass voice, man? That's my bass voice. Nice. <laughs> um, so this is our last, our last like moment of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we love to end the episodes with a song of the guests. So one of the singles we're releasing, uh, it's called "As It Was," um, and. The song was originally written after the Pulse nightclub shooting um, and has become a song that is dedicated to all those who have lost their lives um, to gun violence, whether it be in the mass shootings or on the streets every day. Um, Yeah, just really noticing how the epidemic of gun violence in our country is so tightly linked to racism um, and how we have so much work we have to do as a collective um, in regards to undoing, undoing white supremacy. And um, yeah, as it was, should be out end of October. Um, yeah, it was recorded in Portland and is on our double vinyl, but it hasn't been released digitally until October. And it has Anna Tivill on violin and yeah. Mandy Shredding on some electric. And- Anna, Anna did awesome. She did a electrifying solo and yeah we're interviewing her and jeffrey later today Some of our love. i will oh, awesome well thank you i can't wait for us to hear it and um for our listeners to hear it
I think this was one of our favorite episodes we've ever recorded with a guest. So huge thank you to Sway Wild for hopping on and sharing their thoughts and their deepest secrets and feelings. <laughs> um, check them out. Check out the singles they've just recently released. They are mesmerizing and beautiful. Have a great day. This has been the Songwriter Diaries. Oh, so true. We will turn into pearls. Yeah, yeah. Are pearls and oysters or are pearls and clams. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's oysters, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're the same thing, right? But they're not, no. but they're kind of we similar. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys live on yeah. an island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>